you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. The Common Folk Podcast is brought to you by one of the newest and coolest brands in the outdoors, Stock and Rod. Stock and Rod brings to the outdoors person quality apparel items that you can be proud to sport. The gear is top-notch and the designs are second to none. Stock and Rod also represents some of the biggest names in the outdoor social media and YouTube space by handling the design, production, and sale of their own branded merch. Check them out at www.stockandrod.com. Stock and Rod, wild game on. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, beautiful spring day. We should say good morning. The common folk. Common folk. This is a random time to be recording. Eh. 10 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I think we've done earlier. <clears throat> we have. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's it's not 5 o'clock yet or, you know, whatever, we can't crack a, a beer, just throw a little, you know. Are you drinking some of that uh, Farm Focus coffee or what? Yeah. And, and then I just throw a little bit of that Cooper Chase bourbon. Ooh. Mm, you know, how's that? We're, what, we're less than a minute in, we already got three shout outs. <laughs> Someone <good> <laughs> actually this week, I was talking to somebody and they asked me where... Can they get the Cooper's Chase? Really? Yeah. High V, right That's down the road. That's what I thought. That's what yeah. I told them. Yeah, and but I said, what if they don't have a high V? What if they're not local? Mm. Well, it was someone local that asked me that. But, okay, but yeah. can you go online? Does he have a website? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cooperschase.com. He's, he's definitely got a website. I don't yeah. know if it shows. But sometimes shipping alcohol isn't really allowed. So maybe right. it does like a, a location finder would be my... Oh, yeah. You know, like type in your zip code. Doug, if you're listening, get on that. I don't know. So we're actually going to be talking with Doug next week, next Sunday. He's going to be oh, okay. one of the. Yeah. He's going to be talking NASCAR. Oh uh, on our shoot! That's when I'm going to be gone. It's, I'm so bummed. Man, well, we're, we'll have it all recorded and stuff. Okay. In fact, this is going to be WTLs. <laughs> this is okay. going to be our first um, live. Well, yep, YouTube live. We've never done YouTube live on our channel yet. Oh so, dang! Yeah, it's a little bit of an experiment, but either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good. Is any of it going to come over to Common Folk or? Well, Ben's going to be there. I'll be there, but I don't, I mean, I don't think we're going to be doing any recording or anything. Okay. Well, if he's recording, I just didn't know. Because is that, um, is that Talladega? Yes. Yeah. And that's the whole basis. We're going to have a, like a pregame type show. Okay. uh, With a lot of fun, festivity type stuff. uh, And then wrap it all up about a half an hour before the green flag drops. Let everybody get there. Uh, barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, and drink on, and then Fun. do a little watch party, too. Are kids welcome, or do I need to line up a sitter for Joel? So He doesn't need a sitter. He's old enough. Well, true. Yeah. But is are you going to be gone all day? Is uh, it like all day drinking? how crazy yeah. he is. Yeah, I mean, uh, what? Uh, I mean, a 500, like, I, I yeah. think it's a Geico 500. I mean, that lasts, Hello. what, three hours? Long race. Yeah, but yeah. And then you've got a prime before, then you stay after. Well, Just it, curious. Yep, yeah, pre-show. Maybe maybe we will have to do like a, a quick <laughs> post-game. There's a chance. That, oh, like, that like would that. be like some that. funny shit right there. Well, and your your buddy's going to do the catering, right? Right, yeah. He's on board? Yeah, my buddy Luke. Yep, he okay. said he's on. We've got uh, the pork shoulders rounded up. Awesome. So we got to find some, uh, what else we got to do? I don't know, a couple of random things. Get some buns rounded up and all that, and he'll there be doing go. the barbecue. So. Rotella's is across the street. I know. I get to figure out how to get to them so we can get yeah. uh, get some, our hands on some stuff. It, well, you just drive there. 
Well, no, I don't think so. That's yeah, the, that's they have the a factory. store. That's yeah. They li- they literally have a store. I've been in there, really? guys. You cool. walk in and you buy bread cheaper than you do at the grocery store. Do you store. think the store is open on you. Sunday? I don't know, but I'll look it up. Okay. I go to the brewery probably more than I need to, so maybe I could just shoot over to. You yeah. literally the yeah. go across the street, yeah. Andy, and okay. you walk through the door and you buy whatever you want. I believe you. And for folks that don't know, Rotel's is a local bakery that's been around the Omaha area forever. And the best bread. Yep, their factory or manufacturing plant. What do you call ba- bakery, right? Yeah, that would be it, I think. They're big ass bakeries across the street from the brewery. So. <laughs> big, mm-hmm. big ass bakery. So we'll have some killer barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, race cars, yep, podcasts, mm-hmm. beer. Uh huh. Now do, you just need the chicks. Does it get any better? I don't think so. We're. I don't know about the chicks. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying. Don't they normally like? I'm thinking of like drag racing, and they're like. Waving that flag, like, woo, look Morgan at me. Here. Hey, if you say I'm so. I'm in my swimsuit. Yeah. If you oh. say so. I mean, I'm not going to be there. Okay. Well, uh, ooh, it sounds like uh, you're giving <laughs> giving Ben a, some leeway here. I don't know. <laughs> is that what they call a hall pass? Uh, yeah, there you go, a hall pass. No, a hall pass is who can you sleep with oh, come on. if Why you, you ran into them in the elevator. Why you got to go there with it? Well, I'm, so what if it, they what were is, a celebrity? So this isn't a hall pass. This is more of a, a look pass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. No. I, well, you said, what else do you need? Come on. You said drinking, <clears throat> cars. Yeah. What else? It seems like cars, chicks, drinks. I think it's, you barbecue. know. Barbecue. Yeah. I'm not the biggest NASCAR guy out there, but I'm pumped up for this. So one. have you been doing your studying or what? Oh, sure. We've done a couple more. Uh, I mean, just you start doing something like our sports betting podcast. Yeah, and I'm right. all thinking betting football, betting baseball. Uh-huh. And there's this whole demographic of people out there that are really into betting NASCAR, and they're good at it. Really? And so we've had a, some of these guys on the show. Uh, they're just fantastic. They're passionate about it. Yeah. And, and just their level of knowledge, it just blows you away. Um, and it's interesting. I find it interesting and kind of fun to dive into. So mm-hmm. we got a couple of those guys on. Doug Trainer's going to be one of them. Okay. And, man, he knows his NASCAR. Does he? Oh, See, we God. love NASCAR. Yeah, it's great. We used to go to a lot of races in his old cool. job. Where were the places that we went? Bristol, Martinsville. Mm-hmm. What else? Went to uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Atlanta. Yeah. So. Well, you guys were kind of in the Ben's, cradle of NASCAR. Yeah, right. There, yeah. You know? uh, I think the following week, uh, Kansas City Motor uh, Speedway is going to have a, mm. an event. Oh, is it down in Kansas? Yep. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. should be going to that. That'd be a good one. Yeah. So, uh, with you had mentioned Doug earlier, we were talking about the. Um, the drink so cooperschase.com i don't see anywhere on here where he says where you can get it necessarily but there's definitely contact info so if you want to give that stuff a try i would definitely recommend it I, yeah i do follow him on facebook and every so often there'll be a post that says okay now this restaurant is offering it ask it by name oh cool so so yeah if you give him a follow he'll kind of he'll keep you up to date a little bit on some of that stuff yeah so yes sir yeah yeah so uh What's the topic here, boys, today? So we're in the beginning and really the thick of, well, I guess not the thick yet because that's coming up this weekend, of uh, turkey hunting mm-hmm. in Nebraska, in the Midwest in general. Yep. Um, I think shotgun season opens this weekend, doesn't it? Correct. For adults. The regular shotgun, regular shotgun season, season opens yep. this so weekend. previous to this was bow. 
Yep. Archery season opened up a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and then youth was last weekend. Last correct? weekend, yep. Yep. So the kids get a week worth of no law-abiding adults out in the woods. <laughs> Trying to take their toms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's a good deal, staggering it like that. It's great, yeah. And giving the, the yep. youngsters the first crack at it. Yeah. I, I, I like it. You took Joel out. Yeah, Joel and I went out twice. Um, we were hoping to get out again this weekend, but depends on what trap shooting. But I uh, heard some birds for sure, but didn't mm-hmm. see anything. Okay. So no no shots. So just trying to figure out, like, and, and that's the game. So in just talking about turkey hunting in general, there's probably a fair amount of people who listen that either turkey hunt themselves or, mm-hmm. or who are interested in it because I feel like it's getting more and more popular. I'm hearing people talk right. about it all the time. Yep. And also what's kind of uh, neat or that I didn't predict is that I'm hearing about it from people outside of the Midwest mm-hmm. more yeah. than I'm hearing it from people around here. 100%. Yeah. So really? Like, what do you mean? So what it's you... like birds here where we are, we see them all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not hunting season. Yep. We're driving down the road. We see a flock out there messing around, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Even you get into some of the towns and people have them in their backyards. Right. Yep. I mean, it's like they're oh, ev- they're everywhere. Okay. They're scattered throughout Omaha. Yeah. There are, there are there are parks and you know areas like that that are just flooded with turkeys. You right. know, uh, Boys Town actually had an issue. You know that big acreage of wow. Boys Town, uh, an issue with too many turkeys screwing up their garden and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it's like I think what I'm getting at is for us, it's just kind of an everyday thing. We see them all the mm-hmm. time. Although when you go to hunt them, when you go out hunting, there you go. the game changes. Yes, it does. It's not quite as easy as you think it would be when you see them every mm-hmm. day driving down the road. But uh, for folks who don't live here and don't see the bird all the time, it's like, um, you know, there's something there like, man, yeah. I want to I go find one. I want to yep. go hunt. It's a new hunt. It's a new yeah. species. It's a new And a lot activity. of times it's uh, different styles too. So yeah. like our outfitter, we bring guys in from Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, and they're always the ones that are just bonkers. <clears throat> about it they're like oh my god look at all those birds over there pull over we got it i'm like no 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 no. that's that's not our ground Mm -hmm. there's gonna be birds over here just trust me we're gonna be all right Mm -hmm. you know but it's just it's a completely different style and our numbers are usually a little bit better than what they're used to as far as number of birds that you have an opportunity to to hunt and to chase around so it's pretty cool to actually see that and that's for me it's kind of evolved into where i get more joy out of it you know taking like joel out yeah or, or a guy you, you know from down south that doesn't see birds like that all the time right, right. and also show them a different style like know? when you say style what does that mean like style of how to find the bird so like your or... typical hunter from like down around georgia okay. it's very thick woods you know so okay. you don't see them coming from a long ways away sometimes you don't even hear them because they're overhunted yeah you know so they kind of keep quiet and they just sneak in to see if it really is a hen making that noise when you're calling them okay um but if we keep the pressure down um they're going to act like they naturally would and be very vocal and strut around and really put on their show right yeah so it's just a spectacle and it's so cool it makes your hair stand up on your neck like Mm -hmm. no matter how many times you've been turkey hunting when you call one in yeah. and you get to see that show, it's 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 special. You know, I don't know. It just gives you a feeling like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. The adrenaline rush, all that stuff. Um, but then also how, like on our ranch, how it's so wide open and it's kind of where um, regular terrain meets, meets the sandhills. So it's kind of wide open. Uh-huh. 
you can call a bird in from like across the pasture. So you'll see this guy just motoring from 500 yards away and stopping every so often to strut and do this. And that's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just something you wouldn't have an opportunity to do uh, in a lot of areas down south or even out east like in Illinois or even maybe in Indiana in a lot of parts. Okay. Because so, I feel like yeah. here in our backwoods, so that to, to you is more woodsy like mm-hmm. than what? Yeah. Than what you're talking about on your farm. Right. And, and like right now, we're kind of talking about it, how uh, I saw a big old Tom on the way out here to you guys' yeah. farm. Yeah. And he was out in the middle of the road, you know, in broad daylight. Well, of course he is because he's out there strutting. He wants to be seen. He wants to be so heard. So he wants the girls to see him. Yes. And is the trick that he leads and they follow mm-hmm. or is he following the girls trying to find them you know that's a really good question and that's where some of the confusion comes up okay so naturally you know in the early morning ben and i'm sure you've been before the sunrise mm-hmm. you start hearing the gobbles right mm-hmm. and they're yep. still up in the yep. roost that tom is telling all of the ladies get over here and they usually follow suit and they all go there now when what when we make a call we're usually doing the hen call right mm-hmm. and He's hammering back. He's doing his gobble saying, get over here, woman. You know, I'm putting on my show. But if you keep doing that call and he, he likes the sound of it, he's going to get frustrated and run over and tell her, get over here at the rest of my girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, I mean? like come so it's over. Kind of, yeah, it's okay. kind of an unnatural thing. It's just it's a it's a deal where uh, dominant Tom's like, I need to tell this gal to get over here, you know, because I'm doing my thing and I got the rest of the flock over here. Mm-hmm. She needs to get over here. So. Or you got a random Tom that just got his butt kicked, and he'll take any action he can get. You know what I mean? Like, and it's mating season. This sounds dumb, but like, how long does this last for? Uh, so they're in the thick of it right now. Okay. Um, that's why this is the season, and calling you can call them in now because it's just so active, right? Mm-hmm. All the Toms out there, young, old, whatever, whether they're ready for it or not, they perk up when they hear that female call. Yeah. And they come running. Um, and that doesn't necessarily happen here in about three months. And it's, it's and funny it's over. because mm-hmm. prior to just like even two weeks ago, you could 100% see the difference in the behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we drive down this road every day and we see them probably every other time or every yeah. third time we drive down the road. And the males starting a couple of weeks ago really started acting different. Oh, yeah. You know, they were oftentimes you've seen them, they were all puffed up. Yes. You know, they're doing their thing. They're doing sure. their dance, whatever. You yeah. can tell they're just trying to be the boss out there. Oh, yeah. Where before, unless you looked close, it was kind of hard to distinguish the male mm-hmm. from the female until you sat down and you started looking. You could see a beard or whatever. Right. But now it's it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're strutting around, mm-hmm. literally strutting around mm-hmm. with their chest puffed out. Um, and, yeah, before so, you know, when it was still kind of wintry and before the females came into cycle, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of remind me of like how deer, like the bucks would work during mm-hmm. season. They'd kind of let the does go out first, you know, mm-hmm. and they keep their head down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, like, yeah. like, like they're not going to step out there. They'll let the <laughs> they'll let the ladies get shot first. <laughs> they'll let the ladies go out there. They'll let the young bucks, you know, follow first, yeah. you know, and then the antlers will, so I will think, show up. I think what you're getting at, like the, the picture that you're painting, it's kind of funny, I guess, if you think about it. But a lot of the hunting seasons are during the breeding season. Yes. Yes, they are. 
and I don't exactly know why that is, why, like once upon a time why that was created, but what I do know is that they are easier to hunt during that time. Yes. Um, so if you think about it, like when a dude gets really horny and is ready <laughs> to do get... Do you guys have a mating season? No, I'm just saying, and he's ready to get out and do his thing. Mm-hmm. He gets really dumb. Right. And everything goes out the window except yeah. that. I think the technical term is he's thinking with his dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. thinking of this wrong head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then he's like willing to put himself in danger. Mm-hmm. Everything goes out the window. He doesn't yep. care. It's go time. Yep. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm man, here I here I go. And then boom. Yeah. Boom. He did. Your 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 fun's <laughs> over, buddy. I'm glad you had it while it lasted. Um good thing good thing you broke it down like that. I mean, it's so true. Yeah, it's like Daytona during spring break, really. Right, yeah. right now for the turkeys, think of it that way. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter now. We're out in the middle of the road while yeah. the truck is driving at me, but I don't care because I am got my fan out, I'm strutting. And I'm hoping some ladies are watching me right now. And you know what I thought? I thought the dudes weren't together, Tom's, like, at all. But Mm -hmm. I saw two puffed up, and I was shocked because were they then competing for the same ladies? They're like, bro, let's go. Let's fight. They've probably already had that fight. Okay, they already know who's more dominant. Yep. So the one that won— Right. Okay. Um, he gets the first go of it. And we, we, we actually have an episode where we filmed all this, you know, where they've already done that. And a group of four Toms all come strutting out. The big boy gets his run first. And then, <laughs> and then the other three get their run. Like, it's crazy. Hmm. But they've picked different ones? Or? No, it's the same gal <gasps> on this one. She's Stop. A, she's a, she's a hoe. She's, she's a, a lady of the night. Lady of the night. There you <laughs> no. go. Yeah. No, but it's in, I mean, you can, you can guarantee that. She's been fertilized and she's going to be laying fertilized uh, eggs. Yeah, then, but you, know. you don't know who the daddy is. I don't think. <laughs> it doesn't they don't, matter. They don't, yeah, I know, they don't I know. <laughs> the turkeys and deer and everything else, like the main I point is I yeah, know, to, to I reproduce. Know. I just had to say That's it. a pretty good way to go about it, you know. So I guess. But then the other ladies are like, really? Oh, no, they get run through too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just not, they're just not first picked by all four. I can't wait to, uh, um, and we can get, we'll get Garrett on the show here. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll go back yeah. to this because um, it fires him and other bow hunters up that we put our big old bucks at such risk in Nebraska mm-hmm. and have that, the peak rut is mm-hmm. what it's called when mm-hmm. they come into rut. Or they still call it rut because mm-hmm. they did. Okay, it's called that that yep. I learned for deer. No, okay. that's what they call it for deer. Oh, for deer. Oh, we're talking about deer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. Um, but it fires them up, the bow hunters that we're that we put rifle season right at the peak of the rut every year in Nebraska because these big bucks that are six, seven years old that have done everything they possibly could to survive that long, and now you're catching them at a very vulnerable spot, a dumb spot, a very dumb spot, and and you have a 300 Winchester mag, you know, with mm-hmm. a certain type of mm-hmm. two thousand dollars scope on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just so unfair. But what know, does he suggest know? would be a better time for them to be <clears throat> hunted? He wants to do it like Iowa or other states do, and set it back where the rut's already kind of taken place. And it, it just kind of levels the playing field. The, I gotcha. The bucks kind of have their minds back in a, in a yeah. <laughs> They're more, Thinking with yeah. their right It's head. not Daytona anymore. The, the fun's yeah. been had. We're, we're back in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, this is interesting to me because I'm not a 
turkey hunter. Mm-hmm. Can you count how many turkeys you've ever me shot? Yeah, like it's, oh, it's so a, many. Yeah, it's quite a few now. Okay. Um, and, and, but and, Mr. Uh, ben over here has never got one. I've never shot a turkey. Really? Yep. I mean, well, let's let's go out Tons and let's of, do it. Let's do what, it. Other, what would you call it? Flying birds? No, pheasant, quail. What's the difference? Upland. Upland. And this is downland? Uh, no, mm. I don't think that's really a thing. It is now. We just coined it. Okay. Well. Downland. I want to see the stock and rog, rod downland. <laughs> it's a big old turkey. And Guys, I don't know these terms. I don't know. I, so what's good the difference <laughs> between birds that are that you walk a field for? I mean, there's a big difference. I don't, I don't no, know. I, what but what, what are they? What's the so, term? So turkeys are just, they're under on the Nebraska Game and Parks website. They're considered big game. They are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you're right. Dove, pheasants. Quail. The, what is that? Small game? Upland. <laughs> it has its own upland. cat. It's okay. upland. So, yeah, All right. Yeah. I like downland. I, I think that's pretty clever. That's, Turkeys are down. I don't think down- anyone else is doing that. They're downland. <laughs> downland birds. Whatever you say. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm an idiot. Hey, just uh, shooting out the hip here, guys. No, we'll, we'll get Ben out here uh, and Joel... Because that's really my my that's kind of where it's gone for me is I'm just as satisfied, if not more satisfied, kind of sitting behind the the shooter mm-hmm. and calling and filming and helping them get get their bird. So what kind of call do you do you have a specific one? Uh, yeah. Or you have a few? Uh, I got more than a few, um, but I'm kind of old school. I love the box call. Okay. Um, is that and, what you had at home? Um, yeah. That no, stick thing? No, uh-uh. But no, that's the uh, slate like the scratch. Yeah, the slate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I love my slate call, too. And so, like, I have a system that just works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the box call is a little louder and robust, so that'll catch their attention and mm-hmm. bring them in. And then a lot of times, those old Wiley Toms, even though it's spring break, They'll get hung up at like 40 yards or 50 yards and maybe be behind, you know, mm-hmm. some some shrubs or something. Then I get out that slate call and I make a purring noise with it. And they're like, okay, bet's off. I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting after it. <laughs> Man, you have it down, huh? I, yeah. So, um, and then they, you know, it gets them all riled up and you can hear all these crazy different noises and they start strutting. It's, it's just a spectacle. It's so cool to see. I think it would be cool to see. I I wouldn't be opposed to yeah. going. I just don't know. And that would be a hard shot. My, my I feel like favorite. My favorite hunt is is still uh, when my wife Ashley got her first tom, okay. and it was like on the last weekend, and it was her first year out, and we had just couldn't put it all together on the previous like five, six, seven hunts. You mm-hmm. know, like we I bet we did over twenty sets and. We should have been able to seal the deal a few times, but this goes wrong, that goes, whatever. It's mm-hmm. a learning process, yeah. you know, and Ashley had never done it before, you know, and I was figuring out how, where I, you know, I wanted to be set up too. And then for it all to come together in harsh conditions up in Lynch on our ranch, mm-hmm. it, was, it was pretty cool. That's the thing about hunting those animals too. You know, it's the same with deer and, and a lot of other things. You know, we go out and personally, like you said, I've never... I've never shot a uh, a turkey. Mm-hmm. I've been close enough to turkeys to shoot them, but not toms. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been as close to hens as I could have reached out and grabbed them, mm-hmm. but just the toms aren't around. Right. Uh, but, 
you go out and you go out and you go out and you have to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and our son, we took him out. Had it been the, I think probably the third or fourth time in his life that he's been out uh, turkey hunting. Okay. And he's getting a little frustrated. You know, he's sitting there like we're half an hour in. He's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing out here, you know, and he starts falling asleep and yeah. all the things, you know, but yeah. that's what you have to do. And we talked about right. it earlier where, you know, it seems like, oh, yeah, okay, they're all dumb right now. They're all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. this is so easy. Right. But it's not. No. And that's the thing. The people who get them are the people who stay committed mm-hmm. and continue to get out there and yep. do the work and, you know, figure out the behavior of the animals and find yep. them and then get the kill. That's like a reoccurring theme that we always bring up, like whether it's yeah. shooting sports, whether it's hunting, whether it's business, there's no go around or free pass that can get you through doing the work, actually mm-hmm. doing the hard thing. Mm-hmm. And there's probably nothing more of a stark contrast for me than turkey hunting because, yeah, it gets boring. It gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. You sit there for three hours and you don't hear much and you're thinking – why am I wasting my time? What are we doing here? I could be doing this. I could be doing that. And then as soon as you hear that, God will go, you're like, that, oh, damn. That yeah. all disappears. And if you actually call them in and you, and you seal the deal, you get it done, um, you go back to camp. What a great morning. Man, that was wonderful. Yeah. And really, yeah. it was, you had about two minutes of a good morning compared to three yeah. hours of a bad morning. It's like golf. But that's not how you remember it. It's like yeah. golf, you know, when you get out and you just, you suck, <laughs> yeah. but you do every now and then get that one shot. Right. And that then you're so like, great. oh man, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> keeps you coming back. I'm going to keep coming back. Uh, man, that's frustrating golf. But yeah. yeah. But the, the other thing about turkey is, you know, you're out there and like you said, then you do hear one in the distance. Or you hear something, so you get that that inkling of like, oh, an animal is out here. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're deer hunting, you don't normally hear that. You know, it's just no. all of a sudden here comes one. He popped in front of your sights, yeah. right? Um, so that almost makes it even more frustrating because you can hear them out there and you know <laughs> right. they're there. Yeah. And then I've even had times, and it's it doesn't work. I'm sure it works for some people, but you you've just had enough, and you know the animal's not coming in. So let's go stock it. Oh. And it it just doesn't work. No. Uh, You know, and that makes it even more frustrating. You get Mm -hmm. out there and you're like, I know he's out here. And you just Mm kind of get, you know, you're trying to find him, whatever. Yeah. You see a lot of that on TV, too. And I I feel bad for the people that are getting into turkey hunting or the, you know, youngsters that watch some of these guys, you know, for these big brands. They make it look a little too easy. Because that's not how it works. You really should just stay in your spot, correct? And I think there's some. Well, I think there is something to stocking. It depends. Sure. It depends on the environment and the terrain. Because down here where we hunt, the ground that we have is seventy percent wooded. Mm-hmm. So it's a different game hunting in the woods. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, obviously there's a whole lot more noise. There's a whole lot more cover. They blend in a whole lot more. All these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. We have stocked turkeys with my buddy out in essentially open pasture right with like tree lines and things like that and you can see the bird a couple miles away mm-hmm. and you you don't want to slowly sneak up to it and things like that and we got within a distance we absolutely could have taken a shot but again it was hens mm-hmm. so that can be productive okay but it's it's extremely tough yeah it really is and what you have to keep in mind what whether you're stocking turkeys in open ground like that or in the wooded area i'm not saying it can't be done in fact it's a very efficient way to do it but you got to remember their baseline of defense is their eyesight you know like deer they, their biggest defense mechanism is their nose they mm-hmm. smell you you know 
Um, but with turkeys, they have phenomenal vision. So when you move, any little move you make, they see, they it. see it. Okay. You know, and, and so here you are moving at something you're trying to hunt, trying to attra- – it's a, it's a tough scenario. Just think about it. You're trying yeah. to attract this bird to you that has phenomenal vision, and your vision's attracted to movement. Like it's just a – it's a tough thing to do. And some of those pros, you know, that work for different companies, they just – they kind of sugarcoat it or make it look like it's so easy. Yeah, just yeah. pick up camp and run over to those birds and then shoot them. Yeah, it's like how's nah. their hearing? Is their uh, hearing good? It, their hearing's not very good at all. Okay, so but it's it, more <clears throat> visual well, stuff. And even think of it this way: uh, uh, if you picture a turkey in your your mind, they don't even have ears. Oh, right. Birds okay. don't even have ears, so it makes yeah. sense that their hearing's. And obviously, good. it's it's decent enough to where you're going to use calls. Sure, like they're going to hear that. Right, but right. Oh, duh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how is it if you, that would even be harder if you don't call at all. You're well, just literally sitting. Well, then then it's basically an out of season type of hunt. What I mean by that is like there is a fall season, which mm-hmm. is good, bad, whatever. Um, it's kind of, then, then it does turn into maybe a stock type of hunting scenario or just sit in one place and hope that something walks by. Mm-hmm. Now with the spring and it's breeding season, mating season, um, it mimics like an elk hunt. That's what you can compare turkey hunting to, where you actually call, they respond, you hear them respond. It's a lot of fun back and forth. And you got to put together this puzzle of how can I fool this old time into thinking that I'm a hen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like there's, there's just a lot of different factors at play if you do it right. You, yeah. you know what okay. I mean? And it, it, then you get that rewarding sensation too like you feel pretty good about it right right, right. so back to upland birds <laughs> I not downland up, not downland i looked up the definition <laughs> it says this refers to non-waterfowl game birds in ground cover rich terrestrial ecosystems above wetlands so essentially like obviously the wetland is going to be like the lowest level because that's mm-hmm. the reason why there's a pond there right and these birds don't live in the ponds. They live in the upland, not the wetland. Yes. Oh. So they're the upland got it. birds. Got so, it. So we got waterfowl, upland, and down. What'd you call it? <laughs> Downland. <laughs> Downland. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's okay. a stock and rod original. Yeah, right that <laughs> exclusive. You heard it here. I mean, did you try to Google downland it's not even a thing what do you <laughs> i'm just saying just try it well that's you what never i'm saying freaking know. do we, you we made it a thing that's what I'm i saying. mean i'm sure it's an urban dictionary that wouldn't be the same oh yeah let's <laughs> be careful with that <laughs> does it pull up anything uh no oh Mm-mm. dang all it, right it, fine it changes it over to downloading oh so, yeah so morgan go ahead and get on wikipedia and just start that page. Okay. Just start that definition. Yeah. Yeah. For folks that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. And so back. To, <laughs> Kick it off. So do you, you shoot a turkey in its head, correct? Yes. I mean, the neck. No. Well, yeah. I mean, that your shotgun pattern is going to encompass area. the head and the neck area. But what the, if you hit its body? The whole idea is to keep, tough. The, keep the pellets out of the meat. Yep. Right. Yep. And like you said, they're a tough animal. So you might blast them there and. And they might still keep um, moving. People that you know, poachers and things of that nature. There's uh-huh. tons of stories of even with a smaller caliber deer rifle shooting a turkey right in the breadbasket. 
those feathers are so strong they'll deflect wow a slug like that off and it so it won't be a true shot you'll just injure the bird okay um so it's also a, a an issue like that like uh to be the most humane yeah you want it has to be a shotgun and it has to be a headshot and like we talked about earlier you know just kind of even the playing field with a shotgun you have to have a fairly close shot right so uh, what's the range here we're talking 30 yards 30 20 yards i especially when we're out with our 20 gauges I like it 20 yards, 25 yards. Wow, that's um, close then. Yes, it's okay. very close. Um, and it's a, it's all preference deal. I, I usually set the decoys at about 5 to 10 yards. And some people are like, oh, no, that's too close. Or, or no, that's not close. Enough. Like, go out and figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not telling you you're, you're right yep. or you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what works for me. Yep. Um, now, for guys with uh, 12 gauges that are really good and a 3-inch, you know, shot and all that stuff, Forty yards is fine, and I've I've taken a forty yard shot and got it done before as well. I gotta so. imagine you're not going out any further than that. I mean, that's a you really don't want that's to. That's a hike with a shotgun. Yep. So yep. and and again, that's part of the um, part of the idea here is that it gives the animal a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. of more of an edge there because you yeah. you have to get them in close. Yep. Uh, you know, if you you could use, I don't know, a small caliber rifle like a. Maybe a 17 or... Sure. But, that, yeah, God, that's a high... A 17 or a 22, you're really setting the table up to just injure that bird. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think of something that would not blow it apart, mm-hmm. but would go through it. Right. At distance. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether that's a 17 or what, what else? I mean, what would be next up? Like, a, would a 243 well, be too big? Anyway, the point yeah. is, is that if someone came out with something like that and was picking off turkeys at 100 yards they probably could pick them off yeah they're going to have some some meat damage whatever but that's the reason for these rules yeah is that you have to have the shotgun it has to be close yes you could kill a turkey at 100 yards with a 243 or whatever yeah but it's almost pointless and it takes the game out of it it takes the yeah that's where i wanted to go with that it takes the game out it takes the the chase out of it It takes the fun out of it yeah Mm -hmm. i mean we're hunting we want to make it hard Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's where the reward comes from, yeah. the satisfaction. Right. So, like, um, I mean, I've talked to guys. I, I know a guy that his first time out deer hunting uh, waxed a huge, huge, big old buck with his deer rifle. So, like, he barely even had to get out of his truck. And now, you know, he has this big old deer mounted in his living room. And he hasn't really had that passion to deer hunt ever again. He goes, like, well, I mean, I can just drive around and do that. It's like, well... You kind of lucked out there, right. you know. Yeah. You, you don't know how lucky you really were there, yeah. right? You know, yeah. So you didn't have to put in that time, that effort, and it kind of, kind of, gypped him as far as what, you know, he he should have felt, or yeah. what he could have felt, or how he feels about hunting now. Even I mm-hmm. think it would be so cool for you guys, well, just in general, to get one, but then to clean it. Like I've never seen that process, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. Definitely, uh, what we'll be doing. Ashley has become a freaking pro at it. Well, she was a, a pro at the deer, too. Oh, yeah. So. And it's a process, like, because um, she does her homework. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we basically do it kind of like a chicken where mm-hmm. she wants to save the skin. Mm. And oh. so we have to boil water and pour it on top and then pull, de-pluck it, mm. pluck it. She's yeah. probably researched some different oh my God, ways. Yeah. There's yeah. probably a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Funny enough, when we left Trap last weekend... I was saying, we got to go because Joel was going to go hunting. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the guys were like, oh, fun, good luck, good luck. But, like, I mean, it's turkey. So back to the point of how you opened it, 
some people were like, I can just go to the store and get a turkey. Like the the sure. it's so not that it's so hard, but kind of it's just such a small animal. And that's the thing; it's not about necessarily getting that meal because. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll talk about some of those numbers, but it's it's about what you talked about earlier. It's about the game. It's about the hunt. It's about the experience. The okay, yep. being outdoors. And there's a lot of birds out there, so I mean, doing the hard thing. Yeah, it it it's it's about that effort, you know. And it mm-hmm. is not about the meat necessarily. Although we wouldn't shoot one and leave it, we're definitely taking the meat. But there wouldn't be but that it's much not meat. About, Maybe it's not about saving the money. It's not about, oh, I could go buy a bird in the freezer right. at the grocery store cheaper. It's not about any of that. And as a matter of fact, this year, so Joel's shooting a 20-gauge. Mm-hmm. We went to a couple of different sporting goods stores to find turkey loads. Yeah. So, you know, typically he's shooting a two and three-quarter shell. Mm-hmm. We found some three-inch shells. They all come in five five-round packs, yeah. you know, whatever the shot is, six-shot, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. $50, man. Oh, I know. $10, $10 yeah. a round. Yeah. So every time he pulls that trigger, it costs 10 bucks. Yeah. What does a turkey cost at the grocery store? A frozen turkey. Oh, God. I mean, probably that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it isn't about any yeah. of that, you know, mm-hmm. that you're right. saying. It's about the whole process, the whole experience. No, and I think they were just that. saying like, oh, it is like good for you guys. It's a lot of work, you yeah. know, to do that. Yeah. I'm just, you know... And maybe it's the comparison of the deer so I'm, big compared to like a bird I'm so little. I'm guilty of that but, too. Like back when I was younger, I'm like, oh my God, we got turkeys in our backyard. You okay. Know? So you, you kind of thought the same thing. Yeah. And it's funny because like you don't hear that narrative so much anymore with fishing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you could just go to the grocery store and That's buy some frozen true. fish. You know, what are you yeah. doing doing all that work yeah. hanging out? Like, so you, it's just one of those deal, deals where it's more, I don't want to say socially acceptable, but every, People are conditioned to it. People mm-hmm. get it. It's mm-hmm. experience. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a leisurely experience, like mm-hmm. golfing and fishing. And people don't think of turkey hunting and deer hunting in that light. Yeah. Okay. And yes. They, they should. No, that shines some light yeah. on. Yeah, it's all about really that. Really, what you're. No, so no, now I'm all amped up. We got to get you Joel out there. Yeah, no, let's, let's do okay. it. Let's well, do it. Man. Yeah, the, I'm so going to get a phone call that says you got one. I hope so. The last thing that I have. Um, Why are you smiling? I was just thinking about what we were talking about. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I do want to tell Morgan, there's a ton of meat. If we get you a Tom that's like three, four years okay, old, so there's going to be so much meat so on this How many pounds, like if you said, like a guesstimate? <sighs> I think Ashley weighed one that was around 25 pounds. Oh, shit. That's way bigger than I thought. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking 10, like in my yeah. head being gigantic. It's unbelievable the difference between a, a hen and a Tom. Okay. As far as the body size, all yeah. the meat and all that stuff. So Yeah. So a lot of people that listen to our podcast are not from around here. Mm -hmm. So to just get some perspective, you know, we talk to people all over the country all the time. I talked to a guy that's on the um, Stock and Rod website who's down in Georgia, um, Whitetail Cartel, and they talk about turkeys down there all the time and how Mm -hmm. low the population is, how hard of a time they've had with them. They can't find them anywhere. You know, here in the Midwest, man, I feel like they're everywhere, and I also feel like, and people can mark my words, these things are multiplying at a rate that we are going to see these animals all over the U.S. before long. That's that's the way that you I think feel they're about just it. migrating, going to places. I think they're mi- other I think places. They're, they're like I said, they're multiplying. They're you're you're getting more and more of them every year. They have big uh, what what do you call their clutch? 
what's a clutch? What do you mean? A clutch of eggs. Clutch is of, that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yep. So yeah. they have that. Oh, that's. Uh, so a lot of there's a lot of them that are born every year that hatch mm-hmm. every year, um, and they the population is getting bigger and bigger around here, and mm-hmm. they're they're having to spread out a little bit. Yeah. And I think people are going to start seeing them everywhere. I I equate them to what's happening with hogs. Oh, from yeah. the south, okay, and yeah. how hogs are moving mm-hmm. their way up, and then you take something like elk from the west mm-hmm. that are moving their way east. Yeah, you know these these turkeys are moving all over the place. Yeah, uh, so I just I wanted to give people kind of a perspective of what we have here. There's a lot of them here. Right. There's not so many that obviously we go out and hunt and it's an easy kill. Right. But there is a lot. No, and, and you're spot on. Um, but there's a caveat to that. Okay. So. Uh, Turkeys are a fantastic success story of conservation, especially in Nebraska, because we basically had zero uh, back in, like, the 40s, the 30s. Mm-hmm. And then they were reintroduced in, like, the 50s. And you can go to the Nebraska Game and Parks website to really dive into it, and I have because it's fascinating. Uh-huh. Just they reintroduced a few here, a few there along some riverways, and they just took off, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. the conditions were perfect. Um, hunting was regulated. Now, here's what we've run into up in our area. The word is out. So we have people from California coming and blasting three toms every year. And so our our numbers have actually taken a hit. So I can't say here on this podcast that our numbers are as good as they've ever been. They were about eight or nine years ago. But then the, you know, Game and Park started advertising that. Come here. Yeah. Come hunt. And they didn't start... You know, they they didn't regulate it like, like it probably should have been. Mm-hmm. So we're, I think right now, number uh, they've made some changes. Um, and so I think we're going to start seeing uh, in the next few seasons, those numbers start to rise in our area. Now, where we're at right here, you're exactly right, Ben, because they're, they're not hunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, right in this particular area. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you are seeing like a, you could say an overpopulation. I don't know, you know, but there's a heck of a lot more birds around here. Yeah. And how do you even gauge the population? Like, how do they even really know, you know? Yeah. Well, I know because we go out a lot and we see Yes. You know. know, Right. But. And and it's it's not all just the management. There's also been like three really tough winters in a row. Um, And just think about that. You know, these birds, they roost in cottonwood trees. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) uh, I got a guy told me that he came across like 50, 60 dead turkeys after a really bad ice storm. Mm. Oh. You know, just they all, they all just froze to death, basically. Okay, here's another question. So they roost in the trees. Mm-hmm. Is it the same tree every night? Like, do they go home? Uh, no, they, they switch it up. Okay. But, I mean, a lot of times you'll find a good roost that you can kind of think, all right, they're... They're, they're probably there. They're in this area or they're in these trees, you know, It's not nightly. like birds where they make a nest. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, but they do get into a pattern. They do. You know? Okay. So, yeah, that's all part of the fun, figuring that out. Yeah. For sure. No, it's, um, they're, they're a neat animal. Um, it's, it's been neat seeing them over the years when we first moved down here we moved down here in 90 mm-hmm. we really saw little to, n- to none right and now we see them almost daily you know another thing that's really cool about nebraska is there's basically four major subspecies of turkeys mm. the easterns um osceolas uh Miriams, oh god and then the rios and oh i thought you were gonna say downland 
<laughs> they're all downlanders. Downlanders. <laughs> they're all downlanders. <laughs> uh, but but Nebraska has three of those four. Uh-huh. Osceolas are uh, only found in Florida. Um, so you can get three of the species of turkeys all within the borders of hmm. Nebraska. Well, and that's I don't think you can do that anywhere else. So what does your permit say? It doesn't matter. It's just turkey. Yeah. yeah. But how many can you get? Just one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, does it your permit just only yeah. allows you I just one? didn't yeah. know because yeah. let's just hope that your season's going to be better than my deer season. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. But how yeah. long is season? A month? It wraps up the final weekend, final day of May. Right. So we. It's like down. perfect for you because you're kind of a wuss in the cold, <laughs> Andy. We've already established this, so the weather's a little bit nicer. So oh, he's. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. Yeah. Out. Cool. Yeah. Is that why you're so good at turkey hunting too? Oh. No, I don't. I'm kidding. I've I just done it a lot, and I just when I started, I just really enjoyed it. And to, to be perfectly honest, the guiding service pulled it into me. Yeah. You know, it pulled me that way. And then Ashley really wanted to try it, and she just loves it. She she gets into it more than I do. So, like, I get a lot of enjoyment yeah. of going with her and helping her. And helping her. Yeah. But do you think you enjoy that or deer better mm, if you had to that's pick? That's a great question. Uh, Oh, man. That, you know, I mean, you want to say deer, but I bet I've had a lot more fun chasing turkeys. You think? And spent more time okay. turkey hunting than I than I have deer hunting. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, that's turkey season in, in Nebraska, man. Yeah. You'll have to report back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be out for sure. We're definitely going to get our time in. We're going to get Andy out and get some expertise. There we go. Hey, and we'll have to keep our eyes open for some uh, mushrooms. It's time. They're going to be popping here. Well, yeah, because it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Nothing's better than uh, getting a tom and then uh, having a little time to go mushroom hunting and come back with, mm, a, with a ice cream pail mm. half full of mushrooms. So let's do it. Heck yeah. Sounds good. All right, cool. All right guys. Well, we good? We're out of here. Later. Peace. All right, see ya.